Guys, it's uh, a great topic that God has talked to me in my own heart a lot about stewardship and generosity and is constantly calling me out in my life to examine myself. God says we're to examine ourselves and to test ourselves and hold on to what is good. So I don't have any razzmatazz great message for you today. I have... No? No? I don't. I'm sorry. But, but what I do have is the Word of God. And I've asked God and, and to speak to your hearts individually and specifically. I figured I'll let the Holy Spirit do the work today. Uh, he, he, he's better than me anyway. And hopefully, and after all, how do you follow Charles Cooper? I mean, that's a tough act to follow. But in, to recap, in week one, Coop spoke of spiritual gifts. He, talk about, he talked about stewardship and generosity it was not just about money. It's what you do with the gifts and talents God has given you in your life. In week two, he highlighted the fact that you can't take it with you. That we're to invest in spiritual treasures, our treasures up in heaven, not in treasures up on earth. So as we close this week, I want to look at uh, a couple of verses from the Bible. First of all, in Galatians, it tells us that God can't be mocked. You reap what you sow. You actually reap what you sow. What you give is what you get, in other words. And, and a lot of people say, well, I'm not sure that that's true. Oh, it's a great Bible verse. You know, I get that God said it. But it seems to me that there's a lot of people who are reaping what they didn't sow, who are reaping illegally or, or not supposed to, and they seem to be getting away with it. And I'm working hard, and when I say I, I mean we, and perhaps not seeing the fruits that we want to see from our efforts. And we're wondering, well, God, this doesn't seem fair. You said you reap what you sow, but, but when? It doesn't seem like I'm reaping. I'm pouring into the world and the kingdom and family and I'm not getting the benefits I thought. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a relation issue with a family member, a spiritual issue, a financial issue. But God does promise we reap what we sow. It's 2 Thessalonians 6. It says, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. And then he goes on to say when. He says, this will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at, among all those who believe. This includes you because you have believed our testimony to you. Just a reminder, God, guys, that, that God is tr God's word is true. It's alive. You do reap what you sow. It may not be today because God's timetable is different than ours. With God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. But you can rest assured God is not lying. You do reap what you sow. So I want to encourage you as God encourages me that, that we're to follow in faith and obedience. God is continually reminding me that the just shall live by faith. That, that, that my job and your job, no matter what we see, no matter what's happening, is to stay faithful to God, to be obedient to his word. And then we can be sure that we're well pleased to God and will hear well done good and faithful servant. So generosity comes in a lot of categories. Coop talked about that. It can be in love. You can be generous with love. You can be generous with knowledge and wisdom. You can be generous with time. You can be generous with mercy and grace. You can be generous with your talents, of course, the parable of the talents. And you can be generous with your possessions and money. And it comes, you know, in a lot of ways. And you should be generous, generous with all of those. Think of the generous people you know in your life, just in your mind right now. Think of one or two people who are extremely generous. I bet it was not hard to come up with those people. 
Now, think of one or two people in your life who are extremely stingy. Again, I'll bet it is not hard to identify those people in your head. Oh, you mean so God, God was right when he said we know a tree by its fruit? Absolutely. We know a tree by its fruit. So the question is, how will people know us? How do they know us? When somebody's sitting and thinking about you and I, how do they know us? Look what God's word said in Proverbs 11.25. He says, a generous person will prosper. He didn't say might prosper or should. He said will. A generous person will prosper. He says in Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Meaning if you are stingy, you can expect stinginess back. If you are generous, you can expect generous back. Now, mature group of believers here. So I want to say I believe that you know that this is not Jesus the slot machine. Oh God, let me give because you promised I'm going to get back. I put in 100, I get back 500, right? This, this, uh, no. You guys know it's about spiritual riches. God may choose to bless you financially, and, and I hope and pray that he does. I had a buddy of mine the other day. You guys don't know him. He's not affiliated with us. Uh, call me. And he said, you know, he's, he's really getting into God and Christianity. And, and he said, listen, I don't understand. He, he was a very wealthy guy. He had millions of dollars, and some of that wealth has eroded in, in business deals, and he's looking to make it again. He said, I don't understand. Now that I've come closer to God, uh, I, all I want to do is make money, so I can help the kingdom of God, you know, help impact and impact people's lives. And I'm not sure if he's saved yet. I think he's very close. But he definitely wants to help people. He says, I just want to make money so I can, I can impact people and help people. And, you know, I don't understand why God's not giving me this money. <laughs> so I'm going, I understand. I, I said, first of all, what if that's not God's will for you to have money? You know, our reaction should be like Jesus on the cross. Father, here's the desires of my heart, but thine will, not mine, be done. So he's thinking now just because he wants to help people, God's going to, you know, shove money down his throat. Oh, I'm ready, God, use me. In other words, God, come and execute my plan. And I said to him, as I'm sure you guys would as well, look, you need to go where God is working. You need not to ask God to come where you're working. You need to go where God is working and be a part of that. So look what God says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. He said, God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So God is expected. God has said, I've given you these blessings in your life. I've given you this life. I expect you to use it. I've given you what you need, but I've given it to you for a reason, for you to use it, for you to be generous, for you to be a good steward. That is God's purpose. I love this. It goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 9, 11, you will be enriched in every way. Hey, that's, that's pretty good, God. God also says in Ephesians, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. God says, you will be enriched in every way. Why? Why, God? Listen to the end of the verse. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Is there anything unclear about that? <laughs> anything about you will be enriched in every way. Why? So that you can be generous in every occasion. And it goes on to say, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. If you want to bless God, you want to show God how grateful you are, remember the word of God says, freely you have received, freely you are to give. And that's Jesus himself talking to us. Freely you've received the spirit. Freely you've received these gifts of life. And freely you are to give. So whatever you have, you are to be generous with. It doesn't matter. It, you know, God says to he who has much, much will be given. But to he who, who doesn't use what he has, it'll be taken away from him. Because God says, look, whatever you have, 
Remember the parable, uh, the parable of the story where the lady put the two mites into the offering plate? But she gave of all she had. And, and her gift was as meaningful as a guy giving away $100 million. Because she gave of all he, she, he, she had. God says, that's what I want. I want you to take your life that I've given you, this gift. This life that I've assured you continues on for all eternity. I've given you the best blessing. And I want you to pour it out on the world. I want you to, to wash feet as I washed feet. As I showed the disciples how to live their life. Sacrificially. With everything you have. Be generous with everything you have. And God tells us and reminds us it's more blessed to give than to receive. So lastly, I just want to touch on stewardship for a minute. We've talked about generosity. And uh, i just give you a couple of things on stewardship. You guys know this. I'm sure Coop said it. A steward is a manager. And we can relate to managers here on earth very easily. We can relate to sports managers, manager of a sports team, because we know he has a job to do. And a money manager. David's in the house. We can relate to money managers. A business manager, a guy running a business. We gauge performance in all these things based on results. Hey, did your team win or lose? Did you make money or not? Is the business doing good or not? We can gauge your performance. So let me ask you a question. Should not God be able to look at us? And gauge our performance based on how good of a manager and steward we were of the resources and, and, and tools he gave us to use to operate on this earth. And that resource and tool is your life. That's what God has given you. That, that's your at-bat. You're, you're the manager of your life. And, and God is saying, hey, you know, how did you do with it? It's the parable of the talents. How did you do with it? If you're not sure that God gave you the life, I just want to finish up with the word of God uh, on Psalm 24.1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. That's you and I. So make no question about it. It all belongs to God. He has given us a little bit to manage. And it's not an option to use our gifts for God. It's a requirement. And I just want to share 1 Peter 4.10 with you. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Could it be any clearer? I mean, I'm talking to myself, guys, as God is talking to my heart and telling me, look, Jack, this is what I've called you to do. You don't have to do it. But then don't expect, you know, the, the blessings and, and rewards. And I believe God. I believe that our reward is up in heaven forever and, and we're to store our treasures up in heaven. I believe that. And God's given us instructions on how to live. So we, we need to follow them. And it's not too late. Look, if you haven't done it, you can start. It, it's not too late. If you, you know, if I examine myself, who of you, if you're, if you're driving along and you're lost, says, I won't turn around and get directions? No, no, I just want to keep going lost. No, I'm going to, well, except you now. Right, one. The, the rest of us, the rest of us. There's always one. The rest of us, there is always one. Why? Because, look, I was going here, I got lost, but I'm still going where I'm going. I might get there a little later, but I'm going there. I'm not just going to wander off aimlessly. As soon as I know I'm lost, the second I know I'm lost, I'm turning around and getting directions to where I'm going. And I hope this morning God has given you directions to where you're going. Colossians 3.24, God says, whatever you do, now whatever is pretty inclusive to me, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart 
as working for the Lord, not human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is Christ you are serving. And that's the bottom line. You know, you either have faith or you have unbelief, but there's no neutral ground. God says, don't be lukewarm. I'll spit you out. So last verse, and we'll close and get to the questions. Matthew 25 says, 25, 29. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. God is asking you to use the gifts he's given you to be generous. My dad was the most generous guy in the world. He wasn't a Christian, but he was the most generous guy in the world. He, man, he'd help everybody. He'd lend people money. He, he'd give people money. He couldn't stand to see people not happy. It was just in his nature. He was the hardest working guy in the world. He'd get up 5 o'clock in the morning, go to work. He'd lift boxes all day in his business and get home 7 at night exhausted and did that 6 days a week so my brother and I could have a better life. But man, everybody loved him, whether it was a waitress, whether it was somebody. He, he couldn't stand one of our, our friends was getting married and my dad said, who's the band at your wedding? He said, no, Jerry, we can't afford a band. We're going to have a DJ. And my dad hired a band for the guy's wedding. And he, we weren't rich. We were not wealthy. I assure you, we were middle class. But it was just my father's nature. He just give, 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 give. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. Here's my last question for you. Was God generous to you? Has God been generous to you? He gave us Jesus. Of course he has. So listen, you try it. There's an old line in business, fake it till you make it. And uh, we're not telling you to fake it. We're telling you to start good habits. We're telling you to start now. Practice. Try it. If that doesn't describe you, if you don't think people can describe you that way, then try it. Change. You know, change and, and, and ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to align his heart with yours, to make you generous, to make you desire to be generous, not because you have to be, but because you want to be. Guys, let's pray and then we'll go to uh, tables for questions. Dear Lord, Father, we love you. Thank you for this great day and great morning, Lord. Lord, thank you for the reminder that you've given us a purpose in life. Some of us say, uh, Lord, we're searching for our purpose and show me what you want me to do, Lord, and then I'll do it. And God says, no, I've already told you what I want you to do. I want you to love me with all your heart. I want you to do for others. I want you to live a sacrificial life. I want you to focus not on yourself, but on others and how you can encourage them and improve them and help them. And through giving, you will receive. The greatest definition of love I ever heard was empty yourself and yet be filled. And Father, I pray this morning, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to every heart and start with mine and make sure that we do take a hard look at ourselves and say, am I truly a generous person? I know as a man in the flesh, I have some selfishness about me, and there's no question I have to fight that. But God, you've given me the tools to fight that and have victory over that. And I want to be that man you want me to be, Lord. And I want to reflect the kingdom the way you want me to reflect it. So Lord, I pray that I and every brother here would be a blessing to those in this world, and that we would give and give generously and be good managers of what we have. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.